0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Gargoyle podcast i'm nathan aka the Gargoyle and tonight is night 37 in 60 days of halloween and uh continuing on with jr mount's fear of death week Uh, and again all of the movies for this week are john carpenter movies well almost all of them one of them is a sequel based off of john carpenter uh not actually directed by him uh but continuing on with Jeremy mount's fear of death week tonight i'm going to be talking about the thing and unfortunately eric aka the chimerican is not able to join me tonight and it's a shame because well it's a lot of fun to podcast with them and it's also really a shame for tonight's episode because tonight's movie Is one of Eric's favorite movies. It was the first John Carpenter movie that he had seen, and so he absolutely loves it. And there were going to be a lot of things that he and I were going to talk about, but unfortunately, he wasn't able to make it. But that just means that there's even more for us to dive into when we get to the analysis episode. Uh, So on tonight's episode, I'm going to be talking about The Thing from 1982. And just like all of the other reviews that, uh, that Eric and I have been going through, I'm going to talk about what prior information did I have before viewing the film, what did I think of it from a technical standpoint, what did I think of it from an emotional standpoint, how rewatchable is it, and who do I recommend the movie for. Alright, so, in terms of what prior information did I have, well, The Thing was also the first John Carpenter movie that I saw, and so I have so much history with this movie. I've seen it more times than I can count, typically if I'm introducing people to either horror movies or to John Carpenter, like my go-to is The Thing. It is just, oh man, I I love it, but I'll get into that in a minute. Um, So yeah, I've seen this movie more times than I can possibly count, and... So, uh, so yeah, uh, my prior information is I've seen it a ton, and that absolutely has an impact on how I view it, because I'm not just watching it with the uh, the unexpected. I don't know what's going to happen next. I'm watching it with I know what's going to happen next, and I love it. And each time that I watch it, there's just a little bit more that I pick up on, or maybe there's just something so subtle that I didn't fully appreciate the first time. And so with each uh, with each viewing. My appreciation for The Thing just grows and grows and grows. All right, so from a technical standpoint, The Thing is gorgeous. I, I love this movie so much, and I know that I'm not to the emotional point yet But it's almost impossible for me to talk about it, even from a technical standpoint, without mentioning just how much I absolutely love this movie. The the soundtrack has the characteristic Carpenter style, but it is so haunting and so perfect for this movie. And it gives you that sense of, of mistrust and isolation and just kind of general uneasiness. And I know that a lot of Carpenter music ends up having, well, very similar themes to it. Might even say a lot of his music just kind of ends up sounding the same from movie to movie. And while some of that might be true, I I just love this music so much. And unlike Halloween, I couldn't really pick this music out of a lineup. And I, I really hate to say that, as much as I absolutely love John Carpenter's music, and as much as I think that the uh, the soundtrack that he uses with all of his movies is absolutely perfect and absolutely fitting for what the the theme of the movie is, everything except for Halloween, it all kind of blends together. And... That's not necessarily a bad thing about any of the other movies. It's just, oh man, the theme to Halloween is just so iconic. And it's just some very, very simple notes, but it just it sticks with you. So with the rest of his movies, again, it's not that it's not good. It's just, yeah, it doesn't really stick with you quite as much. But I do love his very simplistic style. Well... I love his very simple, not simplistic because I don't think that he's just there like holding down one note and saying, all right, yep, that's the soundtrack. I think that he really does put a lot into it and that he really does pair the music with the film, but it does kind of have that uh, simple ish style to it, but I absolutely love it. And the music for this film, it's just, again, so fitting and so perfect. Uh, from an acting standpoint, I think that the acting is amazing. Um, Obviously, the performance that stands out the most is Kurt Russell, because he's the lead of the film. Uh, But every other actor in the movie, just they play it so well. Like, there's not a single character that I think to myself, you know what? He's not the strongest. Like, they all play their part so incredibly well. They all feel very convincing. And I care about all of them. Even some of the characters that you don't get to know quite as much... (sighs) Carpenter is still able to provide a very solid setting for the movie, and so even for some of the characters that maybe you don't get to know quite as much, you still feel like you know them because of everything else that is happening. You still feel like you know how that character fits in with the interaction with everyone else because of what you're able to see from everyone else and from their interactions. And I think that says a lot that you're able to get so much from these characters with sometimes very very little, and of course, I would be remiss to talk about, uh, or to not talk about, rather, Wilfred Brimley in *The Thing*. Love Wilfred Brimley. <laughs> He's, you know, it's you know, impossible to see him in anything without thinking of diabetes, diabetes commercials, I should say. Um, but but I love him. You know, he he is definitely a very solid character, and he also has a very interesting character arc over the course of the film. Not really gonna get into that right now because avoiding spoilers, even though this movie is uh what, 36 years old at this point? It's a very old movie. But yeah, every single character I think does an absolutely amazing job, and I think every performance is a solid performance. Uh, in terms of creature effects, oh my god, the creature effects are amazing. Yes, some of them are absolutely dated, and some of them, when you watch them, might seem a little uh, comical at times. Uh, You know, you you can definitely see some of the, the puppetry at work, but it's practical effects. And so the things that you see, they are actually making happen. And first off, I just have so much respect for the ability to actually do practical effects and to make things happen on screen, or to make the things that you see on screen actually happen but these creature effects even though some of them might look a little bit li- li- even though some of them might look a little bit dated they are still beautiful and they're still so terrifying and yeah maybe at some points the creature looks a little bit cheesy but oh my god at other times it is just utterly terrifying no matter how many times i see this movie no matter how much i know exactly what's going to happen next there are still just some scenes that kind of make me go Ew a little bit and and i love that i love the fact that no matter how many times i see this movie the creature effects continue to have an impact on me um this most recent viewing uh, i watched it on blu-ray and the blu-ray is oh my god it's so beautiful i can only imagine what the 4k restoration looks like And if you have a chance to watch this on Blu-ray or 4K, I absolutely recommend it. It is not like some movies that um, that when there's a restoration at a higher quality that it makes everything that it like highlights the flaws. Not the case with the thing at all. In fact, watching uh, watching this higher quality version of it, it feels like a modern horror movie. Again, yes, some of the technical components and with uh with some of the creature effects look a little bit dated, but it still looks so much better than so many current CGI monsters that are just not believable at all. Um Alright, let's see, what else? The uh the creature was amazing, the acting was amazing, the music was amazing. Honestly, I can't really think of a technical piece about this movie that I do not love. Not all of it is perfect. Not all of it is the most amazing. But I either appreciate it for its craft or I just, again, have such a strong connection with it because The Thing is the first Carpenter movie that I've seen. And I have seen it so many times over the years that maybe even some of those flaws I almost find endearing. So if it's your first time watching it, it might be a little bit harder for you to get past some of the maybe cheesier creature effects. But for me, it's almost like seeing an old friend, as weird as that might sound. But but yeah, from a technical standpoint, I honestly cannot think of a single negative thing to say about this movie. Which brings me to the emotional standpoint. I freaking love John Carpenter's The Thing. It, <laughs> I, I I think that I've already said this a few times it is just gorgeous and terrifying and so it's just so creepy with that isolation and not knowing who to trust and the the acting really brings you into it and i love this movie so much and i've used it as an example of um of like bringing someone into horror movies or like watching it during halloween with someone who doesn't really appreciate horror and yeah some of the jump scares and some of the creature effects they kind of get them a little bit and the people that i'm watching it don't always appreciate that but even with some of those components that they might not necessarily like I've not shown the thing to a single person that hasn't enjoyed it. Even people who do not love horror. And I think that that just says so much about how amazing this movie is and how well it has stood the test of time. I I could probably go on and on and on. um, And during the analysis episode, I am positive that I will when I'm talking with, uh, with Eric and JR. Because we'll have a chance to actually go back and forth on some of this. But... Yeah, just in, in talking about the review and the emotional side of it, I freaking love it. It is one of my favorite movies, not just one of my favorite horror movies. It is one of my favorite movies of all time. I, I cannot think of a single negative thing to say about it. All right, so how rewatchable is this movie, you might ask? Totally freaking rewatchable. That shouldn't really be a surprise based off of everything else that I've just said. But yeah, I could literally watch this movie back to back. It is a little bit longer of a movie, uh, and so it can be kind of difficult to watch back-to-back. But, but yeah, I uh, watching it for this review, I instantly want to watch it again. And this movie is actually going to show up on another list uh, coming up um, as we continue our 60 Days of Halloween. And rather than being disappointed about that, like, oh, man, we already reviewed this one. I'm like, oh, goody. I get to talk about this movie more than once. Much like Eric and I have already talked about Evil Dead multiple times uh, this year for 60 Days of Halloween. We are excited about the fact that we get to talk about the thing on multiple occasions um, during these couple of months. So yeah, totally rewatchable. And, and it's not just rewatchable during Halloween. Like there are some scary movies that really only work when you watch them during the Halloween season. Unless you're like a hardcore horror fan. But for a lot of people that only watch scary movies during Halloween, one of the nice things about The Thing is because it is kind of a, a sci-fi horror movie, it lends itself to being watched outside of just Halloween. And and I love it. And I, I just really can't stop saying that. <laughs> I love The Thing so much. And it is utterly and just completely rewatchable. All right, so who do I recommend The Thing for? Like some of the other movies, like some of the other movies that we've talked about over the last couple of months, I recommend The Thing for literally everyone. There are going to be some people out there who don't like it. Um, there's some swearing, but you know, not really enough to be um, you know, like swearing every other word. It's not like that. But there is some swearing. And I know that some people, that bothers. Um, so I feel like it's important to note uh, at times. And I know that some people aren't gonna like the blood and the guts and the gore and the violence because the thing is kind of a body horror movie. It doesn't focus on it as much as other. It doesn't focus on it as much as other body horror movies, but there is definitely a component of body horror uh, in the thing. And I know that that's not everyone's cup of tea. And I know that some people would be really grossed out by the creature effects and some of the stuff that happens over the course of the movie, and I totally get that. So if you don't like blood and guts, and if you don't like some body horror stuff, and if you don't like giant gooey creatures, you might not like the thing. But, again, like the thing really is the kind of movie that I can recommend to just about everyone wouldn't recommend it to my mom, but you know, other than that, if you enjoy sci-fi, if you enjoy horror, if you enjoy John Carpenter, if you enjoy Kurt Russell, then I don't see any possible reason why you would not absolutely love the thing. All right. So, uh, this was a little bit shorter of an episode than some of the ones that Eric and I do together, but that's my take on the thing. It is practically perfect, much like Mary Poppins. It is practically perfect in every way, but without being too full of itself. I love it. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. You need to go watch it immediately. All right, so if you enjoyed this episode, uh, be sure to go back and check out the previous episodes in our sixty days of Halloween. Uh, be sure to follow me on Facebook and Instagram at the Gargoyle Podcast, on Twitter at Gargoyle Podcast, and on Letterboxed at the Gargoyle. Uh, and follow Eric on Twitter at the Chimerican, on Instagram at Chimerican Reviews, and on Letterboxed at Eric J. That's spelled out J A Y. Uh, and be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or Anchor.fm. Just do a search for The Gargoyle Podcast. That's G-A-R-G-Y-L-E, because it is a gargoyle wearing an Argyle sweater. Um, and here comes the part where I go through all of the fun, horry things happening uh, in the coming weeks and months. The frightening ass film fest is going to be in chattanooga uh, october 27th and 28th i uh, been the last few years and it is absolutely an amazing horror fest definitely recommend checking that one out uh, the knoxville horror film fest in knoxville is going to be october 18th through 21st uh, they already have the lineup out and it is an amazing lineup of horror movies been the last couple of years to that one as well and i absolutely love knoxville horror film fest cannot recommend it enough And leading up to the Knoxville Horror Film Fest, uh, Central Cinema, which is where part of the Knoxville Horror Film Fest is going to take place, has an amazing lineup of horror movies all October long. You've got some Universal Monsters, you've got The Thing, which we talked about tonight. You've got Tales of Halloween and uh, The Boxer's Oven, Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, just so many amazing horror movies all month long. Support Central Cinema in Knoxville, Tennessee, uh, and definitely make it out to uh, the uh, Knoxville Horror Film Fest if you are able to. And even here in Cleveland, Tennessee, we've got some horror goodness going on this month as well. The Cleveland-Bradley County Public Library is going to be playing a horror movie every Wednesday night during the month of October. On October 10th, it's going to be The Others. October 17th is going to be Lost Boys, and October 24th is Dracula Untold. Make sure to follow their Facebook page for more information about that. And the $5 Film Podcast and the Gargoyle Podcast have teamed up to bring you Family Friendly Fright Night at the venue Creekside. Uh, it's going to be $5 for entrance to the movie and $5 for all-you-can-eat tacos, uh, followed for, followed by some discussion between me and Rob from uh, the $5 Film Podcast. Uh, the next movie is going to be October 19th. We're going to be uh, showing Gremlins, and then October 25th, showing one of the greatest horror movies of all time, the monster squad so if you can make it out to either of those uh please make sure to do so lots of fun lots of um really good horary good things coming up make sure to make sure to follow five dollar film podcast and follow their facebook page join movies and tacos complete me and just engage in some really fun horary movie discussion and if you can't make it out to any of these events, of which there are many in Southeast Tennessee, then at least get together with some friends, watch some movies together, put together a horror double feature um, based off of well, just whatever you enjoy. And if you need some recommendations for what kinds of horror movies to play, then, well, (laughs) you've got at least 32 recommendations based off of the episodes that Eric and I have been going through. Um, But, you know, if you want something different, then reach out to us. Reach out to me, reach out to Eric, reach out to Rob from $5 Film Podcast. Let us know what kind of movies you enjoy, and we'll be more than happy to let you know what horror movies we recommend uh, to show with a group of friends. So get out there support your local library support your local theater uh, support indie artists support indie filmmakers support horror movies just get out there and support the things that you enjoy and do the things that you enjoy again put on some movie nights with you and your friends invite some friends over and just make it a thing because halloween is a lot of fun Horror movies can be a lot of fun, and some horror movies are absolutely uh, just amazing experiences to share with others. So get out there, or stay in, and enjoy some horrory goodness leading up to Halloween. Again, tons of stuff going on here in Southeast Tennessee between Chattanooga, Cleveland, and Knoxville, so plenty of things to choose from. All right, so now, after all of that rambling, that's been it for this episode of the Gargoyle Podcast. I'm Nathan, a.k.a. The Gargoyle, and as always, you can find me where Geekery and horror movies abound.